Chantal and welcome back to your favorite, oh, you know, like me, I don't care podcast. And I know what you're thinking, dot, 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 where's Ree? Ree is well and is probably working out now or using her air fryer or roller skating or something like that. But um, I wanted to pop on here solo and talk about something she actually inspired me to discuss. This is something very personal that has deeply affected me and I think it's going to be a real eye opener for many of you listening. So let's not waste any time and let's hop right into it. Last week, we talked about not being liked and how we've navigated that territory. And Ree said something that hurt my feelings and actually made me want to cry. She talked about her experiences um, just in general about speaking up and not tolerating disrespect and being called angry um, just because she spoke up for herself and... The reason it hurts so deeply is because of the assumption that black women are angry for no reason. Um, And I thought about all the other times I've been put in a box simply because of the color of my skin. And I wanted to share some stories with you. And so I'm calling this the black experience, the interlude, because I kind of wanted to make a series of stories of experiences of culture of things we love about, you know, being women of color, of things we've struggled with. Um, so I wanted to come on here solo and set it off. And thank you so much, Ree, for letting me do that. I also know recently, um, and hopefully you guys have, have been up to date with all the episodes. If you're not, pause and um, listen to the last few. But um, I've been so proud of all the growth that I've, I've done over the past um, six months and all the goals I've accomplished. And that also includes being comfortable in my skin as a woman of color. I feel that at any given time, there's so much going on for us. And sometimes, sometimes therapy is just speaking your truth, whether people are listening or not. Um, And so, yeah, that's why I'm like, I really just need to get on here and I really just need to talk and get it all out. And you guys are an amazing audience. So I know that you're going to listen. I know that if you're not a person of color and you're listening to this, that you probably could still resonate and, you know, empathize and yeah I trust you guys and so I'm just gonna let it all out. It's taken me a while to love my skin um, and appreciate it and so I'm gonna share three quick stories with you. Um, Three very pivotal moments in my life where I realized I was different um, because of the color of my skin and people would treat me different. The second story is I realized that people would watch me a lot harder because of the color of my skin. And the third story is a really happy ending. It was one of the first times that I truly saw myself as beautiful um, and it changed my whole perspective. So let's start with story number one. So this story, hmm, this happened when I was in the third grade and I had just moved from Jamaica to Canada. Um, I explain uh, that in another episode. I forget which one. I went to a school that was predominantly white, no problem. And I had a crush on this Asian boy. One day, my best friend Paige wasn't here. She wasn't at school, sorry. And I had to eat by myself and whatever, that was okay. I was minding my business, but I kept looking at this Asian boy named Sean. Now, Sean was sitting with two girls. Um, I remember their names. I'm pretty sure it was Miranda and Melissa. Um, And I guess they noticed that I was looking at him. And so they came to me and they said, hey, do you have a crush on Sean? And I said, "Uh, no, that's gross. Even though I think I did have a crush on him. And so after lunch, we went to go on recess. And when the bell rung, we had to all line up at a specific door. So I went to line up at the door by myself. um, And those girls (laughs) 
came to Sean while he was near me and said, hey, Sean, Chantel has a crush on you. And he was like, I can't like Chantel. She's black. And I remember being young. I remember young me like thinking in my mind, wait, what? Why can't he like me because I'm black? Like I was genuinely confused. And that was the first time I was like, wait, the color of your skin matters. People won't like you because of the color of your skin. I was mind blown. I was I was bozzled. Like I was like, what? And yeah, I, I will never forget that moment because that's literally the first moment I was like, okay, so I'm a different skin tone than you, but okay. I didn't think it matters, but okay, it matters to you. Cool. And yeah, I, I was I was young, but goddamn, you know how your early childhood experiences and even all your experiences really shape you, but that one really shaped my perspective. Goddamn, it was really hurtful. And the thing is, he probably picked it up from his parents or grandparents or something like that because no kid is just born saying that kind of thing. And so I'm like, damn, like as parents, we really have to raise our kids right because they carry what we teach them to school. They put it out into the world. So we really have to make sure we're raising these little humans right. Anyway, Sean, you suck. Um, but yeah, that's story number one where I was generally confused about why somebody couldn't like me just because of the color of my skin. Story number two uh, actually happened in high school. So I used to work, Bree and I actually both used to work at a Dollarama. Um, and there was a shopper's drug mart right beside. And I went to get conditioner and the lady just kept following me and following me and following me. I don't mind people doing their job, but as soon as I walk into a store, if you feel like you need to follow me, um, after I've told you I don't need your help, it's offensive, you know, because... There's definitely something else to do. And if you're going to assume that I'm stealing, like, I just feel like it's you're out of hand. And so after a few minutes, I said to her, I don't need any help. Is there something you need from me? Because at this point, let me shop. Let me buy my Tresemme in peace. She was embarrassed and she was like, no, just working, just seeing what we need, blah, blah, blah. Just an excuse. Um, And then on the PA system, she was like, Oh, security scan to aisle, whatever. Um, mind you, I literally work next door. I know that they don't have any security. And so I was like, damn, like this is this is really crazy. I can't even go and buy conditioner without being suspected of something. Very nice. So I'm damn getting the conditioner, right? And I go into the makeup aisle because I literally cannot go into a drugstore without looking at the makeup. Um, and when I go into the makeup aisle, there are two teenage girls, um, that are white and one of them put an eyebrow pencil in her bag really quickly and I saw and I looked at her and she looked at me and I just kept it pushing I didn't say anything to her didn't say anything to the um the uh beauty advisor because I was like you know what it's none of my business but I just found it funny that she was spending her time following me um while her good goods while her goods were actually getting stolen by somebody else I know exactly what she looks like still to this day. And it's funny, I went to visit my parents um, and I went to the shopper's drug mart to get some water for them. And she was there. <laughs> I don't even think she remembered who I was, but I just looked at her and I shook my head like, ugh, a mess. But yeah, that was the second time that I had like a realization that like, okay, so generally confused already. People don't like me, won't like me simply because of the color of my skin. Got it. This one was like, I was feeling annoyed because I'm like, people will really spend extra time watching me to confirm generalizations and stereotypes they believe to be true. You know, like if she was really doing her job and watching the whole store, 
Maybe she would have caught what was actually stolen instead of spending time watching me because she expected it from a black woman. So shake my head, big redhead beauty advisor at Shoppers Drug Mart. You cannot generalize. You should not stereotype. Do your job. Watch every single person in the store, period. So yeah, this final story, story number three, is actually a good one. It's a positive one. Um, this was one of the first times that I actually felt really, really beautiful in my skin. Um, and if I could name this story, I would name it back to my roots. So what happened was me and my sister went um, back home to Jamaica for three weeks in the eighth grade. Um, and being home and being around the people that love me, being around people that have known me since I was born, it honestly made me feel so wonderful and so, so warm and bubbly on the inside. My mom, uh, rest in peace, mommy, my mom has a house in the country um, that she built all on her own and it's just surrounded by like grass and trees, palm trees, banana trees, coconut trees, like hills, um, hibiscus flowers, which is why hibiscus is one of my favorite flowers. Um, But yeah, it was just so beautiful. And I remember um, sitting on the veranda, which is basically like a porch, Um, and it was around sunset and the sun was just beaming down on my skin and I stood up and I closed my eyes and I just let the sun beat down on my skin for a second. I remember exactly what I was wearing. I was wearing a yellow sundress that I loved. I had my hair uh, braided um, in black and blonde box braids um, that were curled on the ends and I just... The sun shining down on my skin, I took a deep breath and I thought like, life is beautiful. I am beautiful. After that brief moment, I went directly into the bathroom. I looked at myself in the mirror and I literally said to myself, you are so beautiful. That was the first time I think I really, truly saw myself and saw the beauty in my own complexion. I'm so grateful for that experience. And so, yeah, you guys, I really wanted to come here and share things that I've been through and share, you know, different stages and different stories where I go from realization that I'm quote, quote, different, realization that people will treat me a certain way, um, no matter what age I am, because I'm different, and then acceptance of the skin that I'm in and loving the skin that I'm in. And it's just so powerful when you come to a point in your life where you just love yourself unconditionally. And that's how I feel now. You know, I'm not perfect. I am not perfect, but I am a work in progress always. I'm always striving to be the best version of myself. Um, And no one can tear me down because of my skin. I love my skin. I love my black skin. And that's just that. It hasn't been easy. And I hope that you've listened to the very end. And if you have, thank you so much. Um, If you're not a person of color listening to this, this is a little step in my shoes, our shoes, I suppose. So I hope you've learned something Um, and I hope you're an ally. Ri will be back next week, of course, but thank you so much for vibing with me solo. Love you guys so much. Um, Oh, head on over to our Instagram at OKSoWe'reGrown to keep the conversation going. Um, And if you have anything to message me or if you have any kind of words for me, you can reach me over there. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time. Take care. Bye.